You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Designing for a duo can be so difficult. One person wants pink, the other person wants green, one person's more traditional, the other one is very modern. Today is all about decorating compromise. I'm Betsy Helmuth, and this is Big Design Small Budget Relationship Rescue. Today's awesome tip of the day is take off your rose-colored glasses. So before you move in with your significant other, go to their house. I know that sounds obvious, but um, really look at their house because I went to my husband's apartment before we were married and I looked around and I realized that there were piles of mail he'd never opened. I realized that I couldn't actually open his closet without things falling on me. But I didn't take off the rose-colored glasses. For some reason, I assumed that when we moved in together, it wouldn't be like that. He wouldn't be like that. Did I ever tell you that story about when we were moving him out of his apartment? And basically, he's like a hermit crab. He was in there for 13 years. He was like wedged in his shell, and we had to forcibly remove him. We moved his TV stand. And behind the TV stand was enough dog hair to create another dog. And he had not had a dog in five years. I saw this. I recognized it. We were not yet married. And I didn't run. So take off the rose-colored glasses and keep in mind that whatever your significant other's apartment looks like now is how it's going to be when you move in with them. So you'll have to mediate in advance. I didn't bring up any of these issues to him. So when we moved in together, he's like, well, why do you care that I shove my closet filled with stuff? Why do you care that I don't open my mail? I should have addressed these issues when I saw them. That way we'd move in on the same page. So evaluate how you're each living separately before you move in together. That's my tip of the day. And guys, let me just quickly tell you that our marriage is fine. We've worked it out. And now I just open all the mail and I just organize all the closets. And he does other stuff. And that's good. And we don't have a lot of pet hair. Whew, whew. But I just wanted to let you know the marriage is fine. Everything's working out. It just, we had to get there, right? All right, now let's take a call from one of you. Sarah, you have a problem? My boyfriend and I are moving in together. I'm a little preppy and he is very masculine. What color schemes and fabrics do you think would work best? Sarah, that is a great question. Merging styles can be very difficult, but I have exciting news just for you. Preppy style and masculine style are very much the same. There are so many elements that overlap. Let's talk first about the overlap of pattern because there are lots of patterns that are found in both preppy style and masculine style. I'm gonna name just three, just three. The first one is plaid. Plaid is so preppy and yet so lumberjacky. That's really masculine. Uh, another one is stripes. So stripes are extremely preppy. They can be nautical, like navy and white, or they can be another tone that might be more masculine, like blue and green. So go for some stripes. And then, of course, you could go for pinstripes. So those tiny stripes that you see on Yankee uniforms. I'm a fan. Go Yanks. Um, or other things. But pinstripes can definitely bridge the gap. Really, any masculine textile 
if you can think of like a herringbone or something like that, could easily translate to a preppy palette. Let's talk about a preppy palette because so many colors also overlap. So we're going to avoid the obvious preppy pink and green combo because that's not going to work for masculine style. But we can go to like that pine green color or the navy or the deep red. So there are so many colors that pull from both masculine styles and from that preppy look you're hoping for. And let's see, I will warn you, you're going to have to stay away from a few things in order to meet his masculine needs. You're going to have to stay away from the preppy pom-poms, you're going to have to avoid the curly Q monograms, and you're going to have to shy away from the ribbons, right? Those are all preppy things that you won't be able to use in your new combined space. But hopefully that's been a help. Your styles are more similar than you think. So now we have another caller with a design dilemma. Brittany, tell me about you and your boyfriend. What's going on? Hey, Betsy. So I have a question about uh, you are a big proponent of white sheets. Me too. But my boyfriend is <laughs> uh, has some beef with white sheets and insists on dark colored sheets. Apparently, they make him feel more masculine. I don't know. That's not my business. Anyways, how do you deal with... Things like this, with when one partner wants a thing and then the other partner wants another thing. At this point, I compromise with just having my white blanket. And basically, we really only have one pair of sheets anyway, so the next pair of sheets are going to be white. And we've decided on that. But what do you think? Thank you. Love your podcast. Oh my goodness, Brittany. It's as if you stepped into my home and saw my exact issue. We also have brown sheets. We got married. My husband had brown sheets from Ralph Lauren. We won't go into it. He's very excited about them. And so we have them on our bed. And, you know, I'm going around expounding upon the fact that white sheets are the only thing you should ever have on your bed. And am I living a lie? The answer is yes. Yes. So I have done just what you were thinking you should do. You're on the right track, Brittany. You have two sheet sets. So I have a white sheet set and then we have his... Ralph Lauren brown sheet set, and when one is dirty, the other one goes on, and when one is dirty, the other one goes on. So 50% of the time, 50% of us is happy, and that's good enough for me. Design. TMI. Ah, design TMI. Here we go. Here we go. You know, I'm married to a guy who doesn't exactly share my aesthetic. And you have to pick your battles. So Brittany was just asking a question about the bedroom. And the exciting thing about your bed and the bedroom is that guests don't typically see it a lot. You know, they'll take the tour. So if you have the brown sheets, you could throw that white quilt over it and they'll never know what's underneath. So the bedroom is not an area of priority for design if you're thinking about living day to day. I mean, most of the time you're in there, your eyes are closed. If there's any place to compromise, it would be there. So why don't you let him pick the bedding and you can pick the throw pillows and the rug. So pretty much just deciding like who's going to lead the way in terms of which room. I'm going to lead the way in the living room. Oh, you know it. Oh, you know it. I'm picking the couch. I'm picking the chairs. But he can lead the way in the bedroom and kind of have his moment. And of course, if you have the space and one day I dare to dream, we will, my husband will have a man cave and he can go nuts. I don't want to know what's in there. I don't ever want to open the door. He can choose the paint. He can choose the rug, the sofa, the pillows. I mean, everything's going to be Star Wars and I don't care. Good for you. Star Wars and Yankees 
I won't even know. I'm never going in that room. And one day he will have it. So that's another compromise for those of you who have an additional room, don't rub it in, is that let him go nuts in his space. Um, and really that goes for anyone because I dream of a day when I'll have a woman cave. So, you know, there you go. And the other thing is I have strong opinions about what's happening in my space. So here's how I compromised in our living room. I picked the style, like I pick all the stuff, but he picks the color palette. So he said to me before we moved in together, he said, I don't care what you choose, but it has to be orange and navy because those are Syracuse colors. Oh my goodness, fine, fine. I don't ask questions, but orange and navy are prominently featured in the decor of our living room. And I've learned to love it. Go orange. And so then the last thing is, when I was shopping for things, I would give him a choice. So basically, I would pick three dining chairs that I would be excited about. And from those three, he could choose the one that he likes best. So the one who cares most about the design in your family should pick you know, some choices for the other one to choose from. Basically, when we go to a restaurant and I'd be happy with anything on the menu, I ask my husband, pick two things and I'll choose between them. It's the same theory applied to home. So if your husband doesn't really care and kind of likes anything as long as it's comfortable, give him a few choices and let him pick. And by husband, I mean partner, spouse, wife. Some wives are less into this than their husbands. Um, so it goes across the board for any type of partnership. So hopefully that's been helpful because it sure works for me. And guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you have questions about relationships, window treatments, couches, I'm here for you. You can email me at Betsy at AffordableInteriorDesign.com. Thank you so much for listening. Perhaps you're listening to us on Stitcher Radio. Perhaps you're listening to us on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, please rate, review, subscribe, because we are just starting out this podcast and we'd love a little boost from listeners like you. And finally, Big Design Small Budget is produced by the amazing and incomparable Catherine Heller. And our wonderful theme song is by Aton and the Embassy. And we are sponsored by Affordable Interior Design, the premier design firm for people designing on a budget. Thank you so much, and we'll hear from you next week.
Walking the streets like a dog.